Hi again. In the last video I made, I talked about how I believe problem-based learning is the way to get to increased literacy. And I tried to show how when a group of students are working on problem-based learning, when they have a challenge and they have to solve it, they are exercising four modalities of language, reading, writing, speaking, and listening. And by definition, the more you practice all those four, the better you become at it. Aside from the fact that when we have problem-based learning, our students will, by definition, become more adept at their four language modalities, also they're cultivating creativity, deep learning, conceptual development, and so on. However, the question then becomes, as a classroom teacher or as a parent, how do I assess, how do I decide whether my student, my child, my students are learning and progressing? It's all about assessment. It's all about being able to see and know whether students are making progress. A long time ago, because I went to school a long time ago, we got a report card that had A's and B's and C's and D's. There was no transparent set of criteria that we knew any teacher was using to come up with our grades. It was strictly a subjective assessment, a subjective call on the part of the teacher to indicate how he or she thought we were progressing. There really was, when we look back at the, those times, there really was no real grounding in sound pedagogy to decide what the difference was between an A and a B and a C and a D. Because of that, we got to the point where we were beginning to use percentages. But there again, there was no real way to distinguish or different differentiate between a low B and a high B, a high B and a low A. And I remember as a classroom teacher being challenged all the time to justify why my, why my student, why my kid got no A's and only B's. And it, it came down to numerics and being able to justify, well, they got 9 out of 10 on this test, and they got 7 out of 10 on this test, and they got 20 out of 25 on that test, but only 16 out of 25. And so we added it up, and that was how we came up with it we now know that that's not the way to assess properly. First of all, we say as classroom teachers, as people who understand what assessment is all about, that we assess for growth. It doesn't matter what the students are doing, assessment has to be aimed at helping the students see what they can do right, what he or she is good at, 
and what he or she needs to do in order to do better the next time. In assessment, when we talk to teachers in training about assessment, we talk about two kinds of assessment. There is formative assessment and summative assessment. Formative assessment is the assessment we make as the students are working, as they are progressing from one point to another on a project. In this case, I'm going to use the project as an example. When the students are working on projects in a classroom or in your living room or dining room at a table, you cannot say, okay, you're busy, I'm going to watch TV. In order to be effective, you have to be aware of what they're doing. You have to be able to see and read and know and be involved in the process of learning. <clears throat> so formative assessment means to ask questions, to look at what the students are writing and say, your writing is loaded with spelling mistakes. You need to use a dictionary or go online and check your spelling or use the spell checker in your word processor. You need to be better at spotting your spelling mistakes, at editing your own work. You're not writing incomplete sentences, and as you progress, you're going to need to be able to write incomplete sentences because if you don't, a possible employer or a new teacher will think you haven't learned enough. So you're constantly looking and you're constantly listening and observing. How are the people in the group getting along? How often are they getting along? Gee, it's awfully strange that my kid hasn't been online for the last couple of days. They're supposed to be working on a project. What is he or she doing to contribute? That's formative assessment. That's watching to see what the students are doing. Of course, that assumes you know what they're going to be doing and what the finished product is. So in order to be effective, assessment has to be based on the outcomes that you're looking for. And that's where we get to summative assessment. When it comes to summative assessment, we have to tell the students what a finished product might look like. We don't tell the students the finished product has to be a video or a report or a display board or a duo tang with notes in it. That's not right. We let the students decide how they want to demonstrate their new learning. It's, it's a way of performing for you so you can see and hear and observe what they tell you and you can come to a conclusion about what they've learned. But you need to know what you're looking for. So you set criteria. Whatever you do, it has to either be written well or spoken well. You have to use proper grammar. Whatever you do, it has to be based on fact. 
which means I want to know how many sites you consulted or what books you consulted. So somewhere where you're working, keep a list of where you go to find your information because I need to be able to see that you've done your research. Whatever you've done to, to demonstrate new knowledge, have you demonstrated, have you proven what you were trying to prove? Did you make the case for? Have you successfully solved? Have you figured out a way forward? That's summative assessment. We use a rubric, which is nothing more than a four or five square table. And at the top, along the top of the table, we have levels of achievement. Below expectation, at expectation, above, above expectation, exceeding all expectations. And then we tell the students in advance. That's the key. They have to know what you are going to do, what you are going to use to assess their work. So they have to have this rubric. Not only do they have to know what... Uh, above level or below level or at level or however you define it, what those are going to look like. But then you need to know how you're going to look. What are you going to fo focus your lens on as you appraise what they've accomplished? Grammar, spelling, voice, convincing, convincibility, or however you would like to describe. Uh, achievement of the goal. Did you reach where you wanted to be? Have you successfully proven? You need to tell the, you need to tell your students or your children how you're going to judge them. That way you cannot be faulted for looking at the wrong things, and you are transparent. Assessment has to be transparent. The students have to know how they're going to be judged. You can't tell the students, I'm going to look for these five criteria, and then at the end give them the low mark because you didn't think they were creative. Unless you told them you're looking for creativity. You want to see if they came up with a unique way to solve the problem, or a unique way to convey their findings, however you want to describe it. And that's all. You tell them you're focusing your lens on four or five things, what achievement will look like on those four or five things, and then you appraise what they've accomplished. We assess for growth. So you need to be able to say, okay, here's what you've accomplished this time. Next time, here's what you should try to do. In order to close properly and, and focus your mind on what I'm saying, think about this. If a child participates in a hockey league or a soccer league or a baseball league or a basketball league and they go to practices. The coach's job is to look for ways to improve 
the level of play, to improve the skills. And they're running around watching the students, watching their players as they play their game and as they practice their skills. But you also, at the end of the game, you have to you have to recede from the gym or the field or whatever, and you sit them down and you say, okay, so here's what you did well, here's what you did poorly, and here's what you're supposed to work at the next time we get out on the court. We only help our students to grow. We only assess effectively when we point out where they did well, where they didn't do so well, and what steps they need to take to move forward. That's what assessment really is. It's not a grade. It's not a percentage. It's not a saying, oh, well, you got a 46%. You got to study more. What does study mean? What do I need to work at? Where are my weaknesses and what are my strengths? Assessment is formative and summative and both of them are aimed at helping the student grow. Good night now.